0: Are back with another episode of You Would Not Get It, the podcast dedicated to Christian Barzi himself. Doesn't get it. Great to be back, episode seven. Here, uh, we got a very fun topic today and a very, very mind picking one. So, we'll see how Barzi does. But uh, with that being said, thank you guys again for tuning in. It'll be available on all of the regular platforms. And, Christian, kick us off.
1: Great job, Ethan. Great job. We switched it up this week and uh, you did good. You did good for yourself. So this week we will continue on with our, I guess, just series of good topics we've had. And this one is going to be all about AI and Neuralink and what it has in store for us in the future. Because while we do know a little bit, we don't know all that much. So we're basically going to be breaking this episode down into four different sections, and those sections are the four different types of AI, and basically the first section will be the most basic form of it, and it will be the form that we necessarily know the most about, and then we will be going all the way to the fourth version of it, which is the most extreme and where things could get a little bit fun here. And I guess the best way of starting this episode out is just to give you guys a basic outline of what artificial intelligence is. So the definition of it, it is a wide-ranging branch of computer science concerned with building smart machines capable of performing tasks that typically require human intelligence. So, dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 That's absolutely right. Um, very, very simple, but also very complex when you look into it. So like I said, We're going to go down the line with the different forms of AI. And the very first form is the reactive form of artificial intelligence. And this is basically just a computer being able to perceive and act accordingly to actions. Think of like an old-fashioned computer game. Old-fashioned, I mean like the 90s or something like that, where basically you're playing a chess-related or like solitaire on the computer, and the computer is able to respond to your actions. So that is the very first form easton that's pretty much what easton is easton is still in the very first form of ai he's not a very complex individual ain't that right
0: uh no no that's not right but but listen yeah you hit it on the head uh this is i guess the less or the least controversial form of ai um you talked about the the you know four stages and we still have three more this one again just basic form been around for a while now not really the scary stuff that people are are too concerned about but still was you know a major technological step in terms of how we got to where we are today Um, you talk especially like in the last two to three decades the progression we've made in terms of artificial intelligence and you know started off with this so and yeah it's it's Like you were about to say, it's crazy to
1: see the progressions that have been made because going all the way from just just 30 years ago and seeing the steps that have been made, and and it's funny to see the steps that have been made because along the way, we've had a lot of different ominous warnings from different people who are usually very smart. So a couple couple examples I have here, like Elon Musk explaining that the long-term goal with AI is to achieve symbiosis with it as human beings, because if we don't, he perceives it as an existential threat to humanity if it goes unchecked. Um, So that, there you go, you have that being ominous. Then you even have Stephen Hawking, who in the same same line believes it could be these AI beings could go way beyond what humans are capable of doing, Um, and basically, compared us to snails um in the sense of what ai could possibly be so with all that we're supposed to believe that we want to connect with these beings this i don't even know if beings is the right way to describe it because i don't know if anyone can really knows what to describe because we really don't know what ai is capable of at this point
0: yeah and it just kind of goes to the whole theory of if you can't beat them join them type of thing like Oh, yeah. I mean, to to an extent, it is pretty scary to, you know, you talk about some of the biggest names in science, especially, um, you know, technological sciences, like those two wizards. And for them to say that, I mean, it should at least put something in people's head. Like, it's, it's definitely not something we should ignore. Um, you know, obviously, Elon Musk, who we'll get into more later, but yeah, he's very much on the side of seeing the dangers in AI and seeing where um, certain, especially companies, might try to take it. Uh, I know in one of his podcasts is I think it was actually the one with Joe Rogan that the infamous weed smoking podcast. But he uh, he said in there that he thinks the real danger is in basically these companies trying to use AI to give them an advantage financially end it going too far so basically you know inventing something that once it's there you can't turn back the tides and um you know it presents a clear danger to humanity and if these beings quote unquote get smart enough to where you know they are now smarter than us and are self aware we put ourselves in a very bad position if if that's not properly regulated so that's kind of the I guess, the dangers he's seeing in this, which kind of like leads us to phase two, if you want to get into that. Phase two. And phase two is basically where the line
1: is drawn for what we have discovered, what we know of AI at this point. So phase two is known as limited memory. So this is these machines, these computers being capable of taking in mm-hmm. information and using to complete tasks moving forward. So like, you look at self-driving cars. This is how a self-driving car would operate. They're able to take in the environment and adapt to these, this environment, but they can't necessarily go past that to where they're not necessarily self-aware. Um, and another very big example of this, and kind of what we want to center this episode around in general, is Neuralink. So what Neuralink is, is Elon Musk's latest grand
0: achievement in easton do you want to break that down a little bit yeah i'll do my best here because it's a very (laughs) complex system but basically what it is is a procedure that would be done to kind of implement something into our brains that makes us ai to some extent in in terms of this device is supposed to be able to recognize um you know, illnesses or certain things that cause disabilities or, you know, the list goes on and on basically recognize that and fix it. So it's like a self self-healing slash computer installed in people. And while it sounds, you know, very scary to a lot of people, one thing to consider, and he says this himself, is we're already operating as AI now sounds stupid at first, but think about your cell phone, right? It's you're connected to it. It's always in your pocket. It's always in your hand. You can search anything you want in a matter of seconds. Um, you can, you know, stream the web, see what everyone else is doing, communicate with people and that's all in your pocket. So basically this idea of, you know, putting something, I guess in your brain or some sort of microchip, whatever, it's just a more efficient way of like a cell phone, honestly. Right. I I mean, uh, aside from the fact this is doing like the self healing, it's (laughs) physically helping us. But in terms of being freaked out of having, you know, something electronic, basically running half the show for us, I think we're already to that point, honestly, with, you know, cell phones, tablets, computers, like we have access to quick, and easy research quick and easy you know search engines communication like to some extent we already are ai and i guess this really would just be the next
1: step to that so it's being compared to a fitbit it's basically a fitbit in your skull um with tiny wires that just kind of attaches to your brain um i guess that would be the best way to put it um so basically, from my understanding, they base they take a chip out of your skull and just replace that in with the Neuralink. And yeah, like you were getting at, um, it can solve issues like Alzheimer's, dementia, depression, paralysis. Um, don't even try to ask me how this is possible because I have absolutely no clue. Um, but just the thought of that, yeah, maybe it is a little scary to think that technology can go this far, but at the same time this is just starting to, sh- to scratch the surface of realizing what human beings are capable
0: of accomplishing and yeah, just creating. Yeah. So question for you, Yeah. Um, you know, being a member of the reptilian society, are you yes. afraid of them, you know, like digging into your brain and seeing what's going on in there and, you know, uncovering well, it... who you truly are? Well, no, I'm not, I'm not afraid of that sense.
1: Cause I think we talked about it a little bit in the conspiracy episode. like I'm, I'm, able to put myself into a form where people won't realize that regardless of what they do that I am in fact a reptile but at the same time not even Elon this, Musk well the AI scares me well here's the secret about AI or Elon Musk he's also a reptile mm. um mm. but think about the AI that scares me a little bit is that human beings are now capable of creating these very intelligent beings or whatever you call them that maybe could find out a way to yeah, you know, figure out what I'm up to here. So that worries me a little bit. But other than that, I don't think there's anything people like you can do to expose me. It's just there really is not. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, won't we? <laughs> I don't know if we'll see. Uh, but yeah, Neuralink in general, it's, it's something that's going to change the game. And I know Elon Musk, uh, first of all, I'd like to say that yeah, Elon Musk is pretty much the young adult male's wet dream right now. It's anyone, <laughs> anything anyone wants to talk about um, because, yeah, this guy, is he's he's hip, he's whatever. He's all over social media. He's trying to relate to people even though he's got just so much money, much more money than anyone else pretty much will ever have in their life. Um, but just to think that he is creating these things that are going to change the world I'd say for the better in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, I I think it's very unique in the sense of, I mean, obviously how the guy's mind works is ridiculous. The gears (laughs) are just always turning in there. But yeah, no, I would agree that like, he seems like a guy that has good intentions with what he's doing. And I think that that's beneficial to have someone on that side who like, being from the industry of technology is able to call out, you know, the potential dangers of technology and where it can go down the road, because that just goes to show like, you know, he's in the business of looking out for people rather than, you know, just profit, 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 right? Like he wants to do things to, to change the world for a better, honestly. And that's this whole idea behind Neuralink is, you know, it's going to help human beings out and, At some point, you know, some idiot somewhere is going to create some sort of AI being that's going to be dangerous. And so, again, goes all back to the if you can't beat them, join them. Like it's almost inevitable, inevitable at this point that that's going to happen. So the more we can put ourselves ahead and and be prepared for that and be willing to, you know, call that for what it is like he does. Yeah. The better off we'll be. Well, you keep
1: saying that if you can't beat them, join them. Did you know that's actually the official mission
0: statement for Neural? I actually did not. But, you know, you Elon Musk and I are very similar in our, you know, um, intelligence level and how our mind eh, operates. Eh. You know, I'm also, you know, I'm kind of a genius. So that's just how it's it, how the cookie crumbles, Christian. See, Great I'm- minds think alike. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go ahead. I could choose to go
1: further into what you just said, but I'm not going to because there's just so much, so much to digest there. Um, but the, the last thing about Neuralink that I think would transition us well into what the next phase of AI is is that Elon Musk. Yes, right now Neuralink is at the base where it's going to be used to, I guess, self heal in some ways. Uh Elon Musk has said he wants to find ways to advance it to where we can communicate through each other's minds. Um, And that kind of takes us into the third realm of what AI is, and that is known as the theory of mind. So that's being able to understand that people, creatures, just objects of the world in general can have thoughts and emotions that affect their own behavior. Um, So it's basically right below... Consciousness, being truly aware of yourself as an existential being. Um, And that is where Elon Musk wants to take Neuralink. And that this is where it starts to get a little scary. Because this is where you're talking. You have robots. You have basically a new species that we have created that is capable of understanding complex thought.
0: Yeah, well... And to go back to what you first said, like this idea of having this neural link in our heads and it, you know, transforms into something where we can communicate with each other, um, you know, see emotions or whatever. Mm -hmm. That in itself, again, like I said, with the cell phone thing, I don't think it obviously it's transformational and, you know, completely groundbreaking. But the idea of it, we can already kind of do to some extent. It's just going to be faster and more efficient that way. Mm -hmm. Now, what I worry about with it is, you know, Elon Musk has never shied away from sharing his ideas. I think he actually made the blueprint of the Tesla car like completely public for people to manufacture themselves because he wants, you know, he wants uh, automobiles to go completely electric. Um, So... If you get this like this concept in the wrong person's hands and you know they start putting out these micro trips into the industry that maybe have a little more control than what people are assuming. And now it becomes, hey, I can, you know, read that person's mind or you know, the the technology going on inside there, I can link up with and basically see what they are thinking, feeling, etc. And that can get that can get people in a lot of trouble.
1: Well, you're you're doing a good job of describing one of the dark sides of AI in general, and there are a lot of dark sides that we will have to face in the coming future. And one of those is the idea of deep fakes and what AI is already kind of close to being able to accomplish when it comes to replicating people, things. Um, just creating fake videos, fake pictures, that
0: it's really hard to distinguish what is factual and what is not real. Yeah, 100%. And you hit it on the head there, especially on the social media side of things, like how much information is getting shared that's not completely accurate or that's, you know, tainted with in some way, shape, or form. That's already dangerous right now. And, you know, especially... Again, we always kind of go back to the politics side a little bit. That's partially on me, but Well politics is everything. Yeah, from the politics side, like when you are trusting someone for information, you go to them as a news source and they're putting out this stuff and they have the capabilities to really, you know, misconstrue a message, that's extremely dangerous because then we're talking about a giant portion of the population getting this news that's not completely accurate right
1: yeah and that's that is where it's scary and right now i think the extent of what i've seen is you see videos on youtube or something like that where it's basically a you have one person on a talk show or something like that and the deep fake makes it so that it's someone else and it's able to basically put someone else's face on the original person have you seen those videos do you know what i'm talking about uh yes a couple of them and then there's also, I've seen on the internet, which this is a cool side of it, where you have super old, grainy, some of the most original like videos that have been shot from the, the very early, um, not like 20th century and the AI is able to go in and like make it a yeah. version of it, 60 FPS and make it look like it is was just shot yesterday on a set or something. And it's trying to make it seem old fashioned. That's super cool. But what you were going into on, whether it be the political side, it doesn't even have to be political, just the the capability of spreading false narratives. And we've already seen plenty of that over the last couple of years. But to take it to that next level, it makes it
0: just that much harder to distinguish from the truth. Yeah. And I guess this is a good time to sort of bring this in. So on the on the topic of politics with this I think that it's extremely important that this starts getting recognized as something that's relevant and something that's going to be part of our very very near future so obviously you had you know a guy like Andrew Yang um, who ran for for president on the Democratic side who said hey listen AI is already a part of this world you know we have to recognize, the potential of it and what it can do. And, you know, obviously he had his ideas on how to compensate for that and, and where to go moving forward. But it is kind of troubling to see, like, you know, people who make the laws of the land and the regulations not even really talking about it. Like, it doesn't even seem to be a big concern of theirs to the extent that I don't think I've seen, you know, one bill on the House or Senate floor that does anything to really address the the regulations of this moving forward and it's probably because there's a bunch of old geezers in there that that, that, that it don't is. that don't really think about this as relevant but truthfully it is like this is this is something that's already happening and when you look at the progression of what we've done from like you know the 90s to now and how fast that progressed like just thinking about what can happen on that exponential growth curve in the next few years like there's there's a lot of potential. We we touched on the Neuralink thing, and as soon as that happens, just think of how many different ways that can go. That's like that's kind of like the staple, right? So once that happens, there's going to be, it's going to blossom into a thousand different things that that Neuralink's capable of.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. And the fact you hit you hit it on the head. Our government and our high up government is full of just. Old people, and that's the reality of it. They don't necessarily understand this as being a threat or even something that could be very good to society in a lot of ways. It's just something that's irrelevant. It's not even crossing their mind. And you brought up Andrew Yang. He's absolutely right in the sense that this is something that needs to be kind of taken head on now before it's too late, before it's too far gone to the point where we don't know how to regulate it. So it will be very interesting to see how. AI, artificial intelligence, how it works with politics in the near future because there are a couple different paths we could go on here. And as with most things that are can be deemed political and pretty much everything can be deemed political, yeah. this especially, this is one of those things where going the wrong path could be, could be very consequential for our future.
0: Oh, 100%. Like consequential to the point of, you know, losing, I guess, our position as the overall intelligent beings of the earth, right? Like yeah. you know we're we're as advanced as it gets as far as we know of. And if you throw this into the mix unregulated, like there's a legitimate chance that we lose that. And I know it sounds silly and stupid right now, but like, like I said before, it takes you know one person to to get the wrong idea of, you know, wanting to make profit using AI that they create something that you can't go back on once it's out there that, you know, really throws a screw in everything.
1: Well, it, it's it's crazy to think we're talking about this. This is such a uh, concept that has only been seen in science fiction and things that we could never think of as being real. Well, the reality is this could be real. It pretty much already is real, but... These are very real threats and very real issues that we will have to face (laughs) to think that there really is going to be a, I don't even know, I, I think species would be the correct, I don't know what is the correct terminology for this, a whole new being existing that has capabilities far beyond our own. And the fact that it was basically created by us, it sounds like something right out of a science fiction movie. And it's been seen in science fiction forever, but it's turning into reality right before our very eyes. And because of this, well, because of this, I don't know how many people are going to take it seriously. One, but two, I don't know. No one really knows where it can go. We could be 30, 40, 50 years down the road with yeah. yeah advancements in it but maybe not to the extent that we're talking about right now or we could be 30 40 50 years down the road and well ai could be in control of everything and yeah.
0: terminator running about it, around yeah,
1: terminator running around and when you think about it ai is going to impact a lot of job markets and just even on that sense a lot of what happens in the world right now which you would never think will change just because you think of it as the simplest or most effective way to accomplish something it's going to change because ai is
0: going to come into the picture. Mhm. 100% and that you know not to go back to him and stay on it for too long, but that's the whole concept behind what yang was saying like he wants to do that stipend, that you know $1000 a month to compensate for people losing jobs over ai and it's absolutely a possibility. You know the big one he talks about is truck drivers. So truck drivers, you know, yeah. it's it's a they already have semi-trucks that can self-drive themselves it's only a matter of time before those companies realize that you know buying these electric electric semi-trucks is more cost efficient than hiring someone to do the job and that's all it is is semi-trucks driving around with nobody in them and they just communicate with each other and self-drive places and that is a you know a giant industry that's being wiped out because of ai so yeah again i mean we have to at least talk about this. Like it's something that needs to be discussed. And like, what do you do with, with these industries that could potentially be completely replaced by AI? You know, how do you, how do you place people in different jobs? What's the learning curve for, you know, trying to get them educated in another area? Because you can't just say like, you know, we're going to kick millions of people to the curb because their work isn't valuable anymore. Like, I don't know. It's something that, again just needs to be addressed look
1: off the top of my head you think maybe like manufacturing jobs that's a lot of that come down to robotics ai stuff like that easily could be completed by ai farming same idea uh even like customer service you're starting to see it where you you call and this you just get a, a robot or whatever you don't actually get sent to a real person and if we even want to get more extreme with it, I'm trying to think in the media sense, even things like like modeling maybe, because you see how AI is capable of creating basically fake people. So if they can go and create fake people with, that are deemed perfect by societal standards or whatever, why do you need real people to step in for that? And it's education. You can just – the list goes on and on. to see it's going to be interesting to see what extent is regulated to to what extent it is allowed to just kind of run with it and go um who really knows who really knows how much ai will take over the
0: workplace in the next 30 40 years yeah i mean look just last night i was on twitter and i saw jesus for the first time someone recreated (laughs) what jesus looks like yeah, I saw the Mona <laughs> recreate Yeah, that's what I'm saying, and <laughs> and like, it's crazy to think about, but you know, that is like you said, a possibility. It's it could be used in advertising and you know, mm-hmm. television commercials. Like you you don't need people anymore, which is oh. scary, but that's the the hard reality of it. If a company can save money by using AI rather than a person, they're going to do that. Like that's just the the sad reality of it: there might be a good, a couple of good actors out there that, you know, make it a point to keep human beings working. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, the majority of companies are looking to what's going to make them the most money and be the most efficient. And unfortunately, right now, that's AI. So. Yeah, well, we've spent this whole episode talking about how AI is very far advanced
1: to what humans are capable of doing. It really does make sense to think that. From a business standpoint, why wouldn't you replace – If not from a moral standpoint necessarily. From a business standpoint, why wouldn't you replace all human work with work that can be done much quicker, much more efficiently? There's no reason not to. But that's where the morality of it comes in. Is it necessarily the right thing to do?
0: Yeah. So I got a question for you. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so assuming this whole – Neuralink thing goes through yeah what what wave of crowd do you find yourself fitting in are you you know one of the first users of it do you kind of follow the crowd that after you see a couple people have successfully done it you're like all right i'm giving this a shot or are you falling in the later category where you're you know gonna hold off until it's almost you you have to have kind of like to where we are now with like a smartphone like yeah, you almost have to have a smartphone now, um, in order to adequately like communicate, especially in a business or workforce sense, um, and then just staying in touch with people in general. Like everyone has smartphones. What what crowd do you find yourself fitting in? So I assume you're kind
1: of referencing the idea that Neuralink you'll be able to communicate with other people through,
0: um, um whatever it is, or just. It, no, yeah. just more more in the sense of, like, I was using that as an example of where we are now, but more in the sense of if it can do what it is said to be able to do right now in terms of, you know, recon- recognizing diseases or conditions and fixing them and then just being able to control things like depression we talked about or other mental disorders. Like, what crowd do you find yourself fitting yeah. in? Um. I'd like to say I'm
1: pretty uh, – new technology and new ideas in general interest me. I'm not going to be in the very first wave, I don't think, because the first wave, that can be the experimental wave. We'll see what happens there. But I'd like to think I'd be, I'd be relatively soon after that because these are things that are super, super cool. If it can really go ahead and be a self-healing device for a lot of different things and you wouldn't even know it's in there. I don't see why not. Although it was interesting to see, Elon Musk was talking about the idea that you have to charge it every night when you sleep. So I don't know how that necessarily- hook yourself up out. to a charger? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to think that I'd be relatively at the forefront of getting
0: involved in it. Well, where would you find yourself? Hmm. See, that kind of leads me to my second question here. Okay. Uh, okay. So, So first of all, I'm probably on the same page as you as far as like once it is shown to to work and there's not you know people's heads aren't blowing off or anything like that you know I obviously would not be opposed to it because you're saying you you know you never really know what's going to happen health wise right like you could wake up a few days from now and and have developed some sort of you know disease or illness or you know something just not right like it can happen at any time and it's just the sad reality of it so to have a mechanism installed that can either prevent that or recognize that i think is kind of a you know a cool concept yeah now to my second question i was going to ask you what uh what is the dollar amount that if elon musk knocks on your door and says hey we we need people for this trial. I am very confident it's going to work. There are some risks since we haven't we haven't tried it before, so we don't know if there's other potential dangers. Mm-hmm. How much money does he have to write you a check for for you to be, let's say one hey, of the first 100 people? Yeah.
1: Um. Okay. Honestly, probably not that much money. I, I'm. Oh. Uh, it depends on what kind of health effects we're talking here, what could go wrong, assuming your head doesn't just blow up like you just said a couple of minutes ago. Um, you know, I'd go as low as... To be a pioneer in the Neuralink game, I'd go as low as maybe $50,000. Okay. Because I, I, think, think uh, I think that's reasonable.
0: And so I, it, I think that's fair. I think the one thing you're underestimating, though, is that... Again, I said you're one of 100 people, and you've got the pocket <laughs> the pocket of Elon Musk to work with. So, That's also awesome, I mean, true. You can probably, push, probably yes. push a mil. Yes. I, I, I'm thinking if you ask for a million to be one of the people to try it out, I don't think he has a problem writing oh. that check. To you. You'd 100% do it. Uh, on that
1: side of it, yes. On If we're just talking not including any outside factors i'd say fifty thousand would be what i go with but then yes you're absolutely right you could get more money out of elon musk and i would probably do so considering it's a pretty highly coveted position to be in with only 100 people so what would you say is your dollar amount
0: uh you know i threw it out there but probably a mil yeah Uh, million dollars if it's elon musk and listen elon musk Since we know you're listening, you know, he's he's tuned into every episode so far, I believe. He's a a big fan. Um, Million dollars and you have patient, patient zero, patient one right here. Million dollars. You you got two neural linkers. There you go.
1: All right. And I think with that, it's good to transition into our final stage of AI. We've said it gets scary at the third stage, fourth stage this is where the conspiracy this is where this is where it all starts coming into play so the fourth stage of artificial intelligence is self-awareness and consciousness so this is basically other me- beings walking amongst us that are capable of everything we're capable of and more and you don't necessarily know who those beings are cuz they are like I said, walking amongst us, and once we get to that point, well, it's free game from there. We we may just be screwed.
0: Yeah, this is where the you know, the whole AI is gonna kill us thing. This yeah. is the stage we're talking about. Like if it gets to here and we don't make any personal advancements, yeah, they're probably. I mean, there's really one or two possibilities at that point. Either A, they do kill us all, or B, we basically become like a like what a chimp is to us just a lesser yeah. intelligent species living on the same planet if they're nice which there's no guarantees there but th- that's why it's scary
1: <laughs> it, i don't even necessarily know how to react to something like this because going back to the science fiction aspect of it it's super cool to think about but it's not super cool to think about if it's actually happening And if we're actually in this dystopia where we're being run by robots and beings that we created that have now overtaken us. And this kind of just goes back to the same. Uh, They're very comparable to an idea of aliens or other beings, just because not only do we know nothing about them, we don't know what they're capable of. We don't know what they're capable of doing, creating. We don't know anything. So when you think about it in the grander scheme of things, it's just, uh, there's a lot of different ways it could go. And you just hope, you just really hope that that way does not end up going down the direction of us just being conquered by them.
0: Yeah. So in a scenario the AI takes over, you know, what, uh, what are you going to do? What, what's your plan? What's your game? If, if tomorrow you wake up and, and the Terminators are walking everywhere, what is Christian Barzi doing?
1: Whew, okay, so the, this, this is basically a complex version of the age-old zombie apocalypse question. What are you doing in a zombie apocalypse? Um, I'd like to think that uh, it's probably just chaos. The world's probably gone into full-blown chaos. So at that point, I assume that... I can kind of go under the radar a little bit, get myself to some safer ground, but I don't really know what is considered safer ground because maybe these artificial beings are capable of sensing or tracking any being. I I don't know. Maybe there really is nothing you can do. Maybe I just get in the car and drive until they catch me. And once they catch me, I know it's all over. (laughs) All
0: right. All right. How about this hypothetical? Okay. So let's say these these guys are kind of nice, but this oh, okay. same not- same thing same thing as human beings like <laughs> okay. they don't want to deal with dumb idiots like we don't want you know we don't want to live with chimps and apes. Okay. So <laughs> let's say they give you the option. They say, "Hey, listen, either a you can completely join us, become fully AI, download your consciousness, oh, okay. Okay. or you can go live in the boonies." out in the middle of nowhere and you know fend for yourself we're not gonna kill you but you're gonna you know you'll be out in the wilderness so is there yourself. is there also
1: a possible scenario where we basically become what is put in a zoo like where we these ai create zoos and we're just the exhibits and we're now trapped in their little zoo dystopia whatever it is yeah get, um, get
0: go go to exhibit 7e to yes. see that the marvelous <laughs> giant creation of a Christian Barzi just walking <clears throat> around, like, drinking his, drinking water out of his bowl, sitting there eating yeah. donuts while all the AI <laughs> laughing and throw shit <laughs> yeah, at him. It would
1: be a simple life. It would be a very simple life. I feel like it would get pretty boring being trapped in there. Um, but to your question, I'd probably join them. I'm going to sell out. I'm going to absolutely sell out on the human race and I'm going to go join the AI because I want to achieve the next level of consciousness that the AI are capable of achieving and that us old measly boring human beings can achieve so that's what I'm doing
0: yeah so I think what I'm doing is I'm going out to the wilderness <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm getting every textbook I can think of that would help me with this Okay, and I I am going to become better than the AI. AI. Oh, I am going to be a oh, superior boy. species, and I am going to run the show. Uh, so tech, what?
1: What makes you think that acquiring unlimited textbooks? Listen, is allow I, I'm going to
0: need some some textbooks, some resources. I'm going to learn wow, everything oh, and wow. anything about engineering and science. Give me about ten years, okay, and then I'm going to come out of there having made myself somewhat of like an Iron Man where yeah. where I am above the AI. It's like humans, no. AI a little above that, and then Easton. I figured it out. You know, I
1: figured it out. You would be to the AI what Alex Jones is to us. That would be you. You're just the conspiracy crazy individual that no one even takes seriously. No one. They just see you. It's like, oh, this Easton Roadhouse guy – well, he's, he is absolutely no threat, no
0: threat. He's less of a threat than any possible other thing. That's what they see of you. No way, because I'm going away. You wouldn't see me for 10 years, wouldn't hear a peep.
1: And then I'd come
0: <laughs> out of nowhere. Just so <laughs> superior to every other AI being that the, the only thing they could do is just bend the knee. Gosh. So you're pulling
1: like a Batman
0: here. You're going off. You're training in
1: some desert just far yep. away from society at all. And then you're just going to come back as the superhero. You're going to save yep. humanity. Yep. And what, are you going to eliminate AI? Or are you going to just take us to being above them? Or do you solely just want to do this for yourself and you're not in the interest of saving others?
0: Uh, you know, it's it's pretty selfish, I would say. I just want to be, <laughs> you know, a lot better. But listen, I mean, hey. I, I kind of like that idea. You know, we talked about people being in zoos. So, like, yeah, you know, say you for example, they just don't find you worthy of being AI. They throw you in a zoo. You know, you're a spectacle for them to to see. <laughs> and, you know, I'm I'm out in the wilderness, just creating something to make me better, and training okay. and learning. And I come back, wipe the AI out, and free all the humans oh. in the zoos all the, all the humans held captive. It, I mean, it's going to be a great you, you'd story. You'd save me? It's you'd gonna really be... save me. Oh no, I'd leave you right where you're no. at, but okay. everyone <laughs> else. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I'd pay 25 cents and get some peanuts to throw your way. And you Okay. Know, so you'd actually, you
1: join the AI in that sense. You'd get right out in front of the exhibit, snap some pictures. Uh, yeah. Throw some peanuts my way. Basically just humiliate me. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Okay. <laughs> okay good to know uh good to know and with that i think it may be time for barzy rating now i'm asking for it because hey, this is like this is one of my favorite parts of each episode yeah now. No, i mean i hey. didn't see the video that was posted yesterday or the uh, whenever this yeah two days ago when this episode drops go check it out because it's probably my personal magnum opus it's my great life's greatest work so go go yeah. check
0: yeah. out. Yeah, Bar- Barzy thought he was clever with this this whole video idea. You know, obviously I've been very critical of him, thinking that his his rating might not be that great and he's produced some some good ratings. I mean, I'm not going to lie, the last two episodes particularly you were on point, you were very good and you got up in the nights. So props to you. This episode. I'm not I'm not seeing any standout moments from you mm-hmm. not a ton of downfalls um the thought of you being in a zoo makes me pretty happy
1: yeah that one does make you happy doesn't it
0: it does yeah and you know it was a good take from you there i'm gonna go today mm, 7.3 <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> see another
1: thing by me making the video you're now more aware of these ratings you don't necessarily want to climb the ladder and go way up there now because well, you want to leave some wiggle room
0: just in case i throw a take of the century out in one of these episodes you're right in that sense but don't think that i wasn't very aware of these scores before i can't the last two weeks <laughs> i have not been able to sleep at night because the fact of me you know verbally giving you such praise it it really troubles me and yeah, i honestly. i don't sleep well But hey, I'm being honest. I'm doing my job, you know, doing what's asked of me. So there you go. You're in the business of being fair. And it's been said, I think I'm on about a four or five week
1: stretch of saying this. But there's got to be an episode coming up that just lends itself to me saying some absolutely stupid shit. And it's got to be coming. Just everyone knows it. Everyone knows it's coming. But maybe it just
0: gets you on the edge of your seat now because you never know. I will say this. The next four weeks, the the Vegas odds on your over/under rating, <laughs> averaged out, is looking at about a a five point three right now. I just have a bad sense. We've got some hammer tough,
1: the over, tough hammer episodes. the over. <laughs> oh
0: no, wait, I, I'm I'm throwing a hundred on the under.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um. We will have to see. We will absolutely have to see. And uh, I don't want to talk myself up too much. I'm just going to let my performances
0: from each episode do the talking. So, yeah, we'll see moving forward. Yeah. And everyone, just remember, as you go to bed at night, Barzy's a sick human being. He's horrible. Don't let these ratings, you know, taint your vision of what's going on behind the scenes. Because he's still terrible. He's still just not a good person. But he but, knows how to turn but, there's the, always he, a but. He, know, he knows there's how always to turn a but. The, knows how to turn the game face on for the podcast he's been doing a good job i don't expect him to hold it off he's a he's a sprinter he's not a marathon runner we got a hot (laughs) start it's only going to get worse i promise
1: all right and with that easton i think because you did the intro you also have to close it out this
0: week so pressure's on
1: show us what you got
0: yeah crack the knuckles really quick uh yeah thank you guys again for tuning in as i said at the start of the episode. You're going to find this on all the regulars, SoundCloud, Apple podcasts, and Spotify. So go ahead and give it a listen. Follow us on our social media. If you want to see bars, uh, the work of his life, it's (laughs) up on Twitter. Now we're going to try to do some more of that stuff and then expect for next week, next week's episode. Um, some interaction stuff, whether that be the polls we've done or maybe asking for some responses out of you guys. Also, need to throw in at the end of this episode i put it off for seven but angel D federico does have his lock screen <laughs> saved as our picture oh and man, we promise probably... we promise the shout out so angel shout out to you love you man and thank you guys for tuning in have a good week